Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I am James Yarko. You can find everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story today is the NFL and the NFLPA have entered into some discussions about a potential player opt-out program. Now, We have seen things like this already start to pop up among the NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball as they are preparing to restart, or in the MLB's case, actually start their 2020 seasons. Uh, Jim Bowden, uh, former GM of of the Cincinnati Reds, he put out a list on Twitter about all of the players who have already opted out of the 2020 season, and there are some major names here. Nick Markakis, David Price, Ryan Zimmerman, Ian Desmond, Mike Leake, Joe Ross, Felix Hernandez, Tyson Ross, and Wellington Castillo. And on top of that, they've had coaches opt out. Eric Young, Randy Koontz, uh, and, and a couple of guys working remotely. Now, the NFL has now entered into these discussions with the NFLPA in order to allow players to opt out of the 2020 season because of health concerns. Uh, Mark Mask of the Washington Post said the NFL and NFLPA are also working on the rules that would govern any player's decision to opt out of playing the upcoming season. Don Davis, the NFLPA Senior Director of Players Affairs, had told Albert Breer of Monday Morning Quarterback, we have 1,900 members and not all your 1,900 members are going to be comfortable. You all have to make that decision as a grown man. Look, when you take a look at the landscape of our country right now and all the things happening, especially with this pandemic that stems all the way back to March when everything started to be shut down, I understand that so many people who have been locked in their homes, that have lost their jobs, that have dealt with all these issues, there are financial struggles uh, you know, unfathomable to many people out there. Sports is a way of escaping the realities and the troubles of your day-to-day life. It, it's a wonderful form of escape. It's a wonderful form of entertainment. But even though these, these players are, are paid millions upon millions of dollars. Nobody in good conscience can ask these guys, despite what their salaries are, to go out there and risk their health, risk the health and the safety of their families and their loved ones, strictly for the sake of our own entertainment. These players have to be able to willingly compete in today's day and age in order for the season to even have a chance of starting. And we'll get to to a little bit more of that here in just a few minutes. There should be no ill will held towards these people that are opting out. A lot of these players have small children at home that they don't want to put at risk. They have parents who are high risk. Bruce Arians, the head coach, he is a high risk candidate. 
when it comes to the COVID-19 pandemic. So getting this kind of language done between the NFL and NFLPA, making sure that there are no punishments for those that are just uncomfortable with taking the field due to everything that's going on, it needs to be done. They're following suit along with these, these other professional sports leagues exactly as they should. New Orleans Saints star player Malcolm Jenkins had had come out a while back and said, quote, he wouldn't be comfortable returning until the COVID-19 threat was eliminated. So there are already players speaking out about how they're not overly comfortable with going out there and playing if if COVID-19 is still a risk. So this is something that the NFL and the NFLPA are working on. I'm sure it'll get done. And, and these players will be able to opt for the ability to sit out until a lot of this, uh, you know, the the pandemic and, and the health scares have, you know, gone at bay. It's probably something we're never going to totally get rid of, but, you know, allow a vaccine to be created, whatever the case may be. So that is something that we're looking at for the 2020 season. A lot of these teams may be without some some top tier players, some top tier names like a Malcolm Jenkins, and it's surely going to be a matter of what team is prepared the best, what team adapts the best, and you know the the cream will rise to the to the top, so to say. Coming up in just a minute, we will continue to discuss uh, some more impact that COVID nineteen may be having on the twenty twenty season. But first. You guys, you know, we all have issues with our cars. I had my car flooded. Uh, I mean, we're talking water halfway up inside. Had to race out, get a new one. But, you know, general day-to-day maintenance, that's that's a thing. And there's no better place to go to work on your car, whether it's your your commute car, whether it's your, your baby that you've been fixing up, you know, a classic car. I have a 66 Mustang in the garage of my house right now that needs a little bit of work. And our friends at Rock Auto, they have everything that you'll need to get the job done. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered straight to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for both professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. I mean, why do you need to spend up to twice as much for the same parts at your local brick and mortar store when Rock Auto can help you get that low, low price? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and just write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It's a solo Tuesday edition here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And uh, talking a little COVID-19 and how it can impact the 2020 season because the opt-out clause is not the only news that had come down. Uh, we had a, a quote from Green Bay Packers president and CEO Mark Murphy about kind of how the league is handling things. And this really shouldn't come as much of a surprise 
But there are some people that were a little astounded that the NFL is handling things this way. But, you know, Mark Murphy said, quote, since the pandemic arrived earlier this year, NFL teams have had the benefit of time. Unlike professional basketball, hockey, and baseball teams who were either in the middle of their seasons or just about to start, we were in the beginning of our offseason. NFL teams were able to handle free agency, the draft, and their entire offseason programs virtually. We've made decisions along the way, but the major ones we've been able to put off until we have more information. With so much uncertainty, it has made sense that we have not made decisions until we absolutely have to. As we near the start of training camp, though, rookies start practice on July 21st, veterans on the 28th. Time is no longer on our side. This is very telling. It plays perfectly into what I talked about in segment one of the show of giving these players these opt-out clauses. But, you know, Mark Murphy's completely right. The NFL has had nothing but time. They were the only show in town when they conducted a virtual draft because everything had been put on hold. That goes back to the whole entertainment distraction, helping people escape from the day-to-day issues that they were facing, being locked up in their houses, being in quarantine, uh, you know, essential workers being out there on the front lines and, and getting a little bit of an escape. Now, we're getting closer and closer to when this season should be kicking off, which is wild to think about it. It feels like this year has, has both flown by and also taken about 500 years to get to where we are because of all the things going on. But the NFL no longer has this this luxury anymore. They've done their virtual workouts. It's time for players to start entering the buildings. And the NFL is not going to preemptively cancel or postpone something if they don't absolutely have to. I have to believe that the NFL has numerous contingency plans lined up. Like if we get to this date and this is going on, this we're, we're going to plan B. They also have a plan C, D, E, and F. And it's it's no surprise that they're not coming out and saying, look, we're just going to delay this. We're just going to do this. We've already seen that they've canceled a couple of preseason games. That's fine. That's great. We've been talking about this for a few years. They've been talking about getting rid of two preseason games and moving it to, to the 18-game regular season. That's going to be starting here soon. So why not go ahead and just play two preseason games? I get it. Great. Perfect. No problem. But as... As we've seen in, you know, as close to home as the Tampa Bay Lightning, having players and staff members test positive, the NHL, who who have reached a tentative agreement on a, on a CBA now and their return to play plan, they're supposed to start training camp on July 13th, report to Hub Cities on the 26th, and start the the qualification round on August 1st. They've had 35 players test positive. Okay, so... Players are going to get this, whether it's NFL, NHL, MLB, whoever, players are going to get this and they have the protocols in place. The problem that you face is what if you have, you know, one guy test positive, then all of a sudden, you know, he's in his 14 day quarantine period. Now you have four more tests positive, and now they're going into 14 days. Well, because of all the the contact, what if you have 30 guys from one team all test positive for COVID-19? Is that team forfeiting the next two weeks because you know all their players are in quarantine? What if Patrick Mahomes, the week of the Super Bowl, in a chance to defend the title for the Kansas City Chiefs, what if he gets it? I realize I'm talking about, you know, eight 
nine months from now, but what if the NFL's poster boy now in Patrick Mahomes has to sit out a Super Bowl because he contracted COVID-19? Just because we don't know the answers to these questions doesn't mean the NFL doesn't have a plan for it. We just, you know, it's one of those need-to-know basises, and right now they probably feel that the general public and the media don't need to know every single step of their different contingency plans. I understand that. That's perfectly fine. But we will reach a point of no return now for the NFL, without question, that once we get to this point, you either have to go forward or you got to scrap it. I can't imagine a scenario where the NFL decides to scrap the 2020 season if we have NHL playoffs going on, if we have NBA playoffs going on, if we have a shortened 60-game MLB season going on. If these other sports are playing, there's no reason the NFL won't either. But that doesn't mean that by time the season is supposed to kick off here in in September that the NHL has had to scrap their playoffs. Or Major League Baseball had so many players opt out, they canceled their season. This is such a strange, fluid situation with the COVID-19 pandemic that there are no sure things. There are no guarantees. We're all excited for football season. We're all excited to see what Tom Brady can do with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're all excited to see if Bruce Arians can can finally get to that promised land and win a Lombardi as a head coach. But that doesn't mean that the season is necessarily going to happen, and we have no control over that. What we have to do now is we have to sit back. We have to see how the NFL is assessing things. We have to see how other leagues now who are getting ready to start playing start to handle this. We're going to see opening day of baseball here at the end of this month. We're going to have NHL playoffs starting at the beginning of next month. We're about four weeks away from that. So what the NFL does have the benefit of now is not a lot of time, but they do have a little bit of time now that they get to play with where they see how MLB is handling these positive tests and how it, the domino effect that it has on, on a team in a, in a clubhouse. They'll be able to see how the NHL is handling positive tests and how that locker room and how that team is handling the domino effect from one or two players testing positive. And they are going to be able to watch these other leagues essentially troubleshoot for them the best approach for their 2020 season. We've seen the preseason cut in half. Could we potentially see the regular season shortened a little bit? Could we see a a situation where, in the Buccaneers' case, they play two less games against the AFC West and two less games against the NFC North? Sure, it's possible. Could they scrap the first four weeks altogether? Absolutely. And and now we're looking at a 12-game season instead of uh, of a 16. All these things are on the table. Ideally, we hope that they can play their two preseason games. We get a full 16 weeks of of NFL football. We get a full set of playoffs, and we get a Super Bowl. But there are larger things at play right now, and those larger things consist of the pandemic, being able to get these positive cases under control, especially in a hotbed the way Tampa is, and being able 
to start to return to some semblance of normalcy, not just for the sports world, but for the you know day-to-day lives of all the people in our country. That's what that that's what is number one on the importance list. Yeah, Tom Brady in a Buccaneers uniform, awesome. Bruce Arians, second year as a head coach, awesome. <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes signing the biggest contract in the history of sports, ten years, five hundred and three million dollars, awesome. None of that means anything if we can't ensure the health and the safety of the players the coaches, the front office workers, and most importantly, the fans and the citizens. We're, this, is, this is not something that we were all prepared for. This is not something that we were all able to say, oh, I've been through this before. This is how we're going to handle it. This is new for everybody. This is new for absolutely everybody, and we're all learning as we go. We're wearing our masks. I hope you're wearing your mask. You know, guys, I'm an essential worker. I'm I'm out, you know, even when everything was shut down, I was still out there working. And those masks stink. They're terrible. They're uncomfortable. But just wear it anyway. Get through it. It it's even if it frustrates you, know that it may comfort and put at ease the anxiety of somebody next to you. It's not a big deal. We're out in the stores. We're, you know, we're out pumping gas, doing whatever, you know, a f- an hour here, an hour there. It's, it's, it's not going to kill you. Just put the mask on. Let's get through this. All right. We're all brothers and sisters right now. We got to get through this together. So it's, it's one day at a time, one step at a time. We're all learning as we go. And now the NFL who, you know, they, they're not making any grand huge statements or or any grand major decisions until they absolutely have to that's the right play because like I just said they're going to get to watch the MLB the NBA and the NHL basically troubleshoot how to handle these things for them so that by time the NFL season rolls around they've seen all right well the Baltimore Orioles did this and they had three more positive cases Let's not do what the Orioles did. But the Columbus Blue Jackets did this, and they only lost the one guy for the 14-day quarantine period. Let's follow the Blue Jacks, the Blue Jackets blueprint. They they seem to know what they were doing up there. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to implement. Let's get in contact with whoever it is within that organization that set up these protocols and, and see the way that they handled it. So that we don't repeat the Orioles' mistakes, we benefit from what we've seen the Blue Jackets already do for us. Wrapping up things here on a solo Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, and I'm going to touch on this topic just just briefly. It's something that I've now seen floated around on uh, on Twitter. Uh, I saw somebody over at my old stomping grounds, the Pewter Plank, talked about it. I saw Greg Allman bring it up. I I want to say people were talking about. Uh, Pat McAfee talking about it. I couldn't find an audio clip or a guest appearance or anything like that. But the idea of Clay Matthews joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I feel is an intriguing one. Now, Clay Matthews is definitely, definitely, uh, yeah, he's he's approaching the clubhouse as far as his career is is concerned here. Um. 
You know, there's there's not a whole lot of time left in uh, in Clay Matthews' career, and he's probably chasing after another championship. He, you know, he's he's played one of the greatest Packers of all time. He's played for the Rams, and allegedly, again, I couldn't I couldn't find it. <clears throat> allegedly, he uh, expressed interest in wanting to join the Buccaneers. Now, this is something that David and I talked about, and I think when um, when we were discussing Josh Gordon, that. Yeah, Josh Gordon would be great to have, That's but that's kind of a, a luxury signing. I'm more concerned with the depth at other positions, and linebacker was one of those positions I was concerned about. And if you're telling me that the Buccaneers could bring in a guy like Clay Matthews for a pretty minimal deal as a depth piece behind Levante David and Devin White, sign me up right now. Not only would he provide depth, he's still got, you know, he's still got a little juice. Not a lot. He's got a little juice left. He's a leader. He's a champion. He's an all-pro. He's a pro bowler. He's beloved in every locker room he's been in. He is a quintessential team player. Those are the ingredients for a player that you want in your building. And, you know, I'm sure Clay knows the limitations on his career now. And if he's already expressed interest in joining the team, there's no way he's looking at their linebacking core at JPP, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, Devin White, and thinking he's going to come in and be a starter. He knows he would be a depth guy. He would be a rotational guy. He's the kind of player that they can use in a lot of different looks. He can slide from from inside to outside linebacker. Yeah, he can provide some, you know, some pop for this defense. In the case of an injury, you have a reliable, proven veteran player who can step in and get the job done. I'm not saying they should sign him for one year, five million. One year, seven million. But if you can get him to come in for one year, one and a half, maybe a two year, two point five or two point two five, you somewhere in there. That's that's the move. That's the move for the Buccaneers. I think at this point in the off season, and they still have to get a look <clears throat> at some of these undrafted rookies, and they got to get a look at, at their draft picks and things like that. We're going to start to see more of these signings as facilities begin to open up. Players can get in and start working out and things like that. But to me, bringing in a guy like Clay Matthews for this season is a slam dunk. As long as the money's right, he understands the role that he would be fitting. And again, I don't think he expresses interest in playing for the Buccaneers if he doesn't already understand that or doesn't already assume that anyway. But... To have an offseason where you bring in Tom Brady, you bring in Rob Gronkowski, and you add Clay Matthews as a depth piece, I can't think of a better offseason in Buccaneers history as far as free agency is concerned. So those are my thoughts on it. I, I thought, you know, overall it would be a smart move. The money's got to be right. But... 
bringing you know, adding a guy like Clay Matthews, that's oof. I'd be a big fan, big fan of that move. But that is going to do it for today's episode. David will be on with you all tomorrow, and then he and I will reconvene on Thursday's episode. This week was a little weird. Uh, you know, David and I had to rearrange some things, but hey, we're bringing you Buccaneers coverage three days a week up until training camp begins, and then we're back to a daily podcast for each and every one of you. If there's something you'd like to hear David and I discuss, give us a call at 813-444-5841. I know we have a voicemail that we're going to address on Thursday's show, but any kind of topics that you guys want covered, any questions you may have, any interesting ideas, thoughts, you know, throw them our way. Again, the number is 813-444-5841. Check out everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks. You can follow David at DHarrison82 and at Bucks underscore Nation. And now that you finish this show, go ahead and check out the Locked On NFL podcast available wherever you're listening to this, your favorite podcatcher of choice, whatever the case may be. Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, and be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.